Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. Thank you guys so much for joining the podcast. Real quick, if you haven't done it, hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Today's podcast is presented to you by Superbook Sports Colorado, Total Beverage in Westminster and Thornton, and Blake Street Tavern. A lot to get to today. I cannot wait. It's just bursting at the seams with greatness. And you're right along with me on this one. So can't wait to get into it. Before we get into headlines, I don't want to give you a spoiler. I don't. I do, but then I don't. So you're going to have to check out the video once it's officially posted on Mile High Life's website and every other place on their social media channels. But I did the Hot Ones Challenge yesterday against Kip Wilson. Let me just say this without giving anything away. Kip and I... Last night, we're texting each other basically the majority of the night giving updates and complaining about our our burning bowel movements because the Hot Ones Challenge is legit. And man, tears were shed. There was a point in time where I was like, I don't know if I can go on. But then something switched in me and I was able to power through. Thank God. Thank God. But the video should be posted on Mile High Life social pages here on Friday. So tomorrow, hopefully, fingers crossed, that gets done. I know Mikey, the guy that is cutting it up, is busy doing a lot of other things for uh, Mile High Life and Mile High Sports. So hopefully, he'll be able to get it done. Whenever it gets done, it's going to be worth watching because Kip cried the most. I got to be honest. He cried the most. I was fearful to cry. I wanted to. Like I said at one point, but I didn't. I held strong. I was like, I can't let the DeHuff Uncensored podcast peeps down. They don't need to see me cry. I don't need my children to see me cry. They don't need to cry. (laughs) So I was like, fuck it. I got power through. I thank God for blue cheese dressing. Thank God for that. I don't know if you want to thank God for this or not, but it's headlines. Let's go! Let's go! And now, here are the headlines. That's dumb. (laughs) A recent study by Robert Robert Gordon's University, otherwise known as RGU, School of Pharmacy and Life Sciences in Aberdeen, discovered that pot ale, the residue from the whiskey-making process used... For feed animal, it's kind of it's just the byproduct provides anti antioxidant benefits in skin care. So the way I'm looking at this is, fellas, ladies, anybody that enjoys a good stiff drink from a whiskey bottle, hey, you're just doing skin care. That's it, okay? Sure, I'm sure there's some other factors in there. Just rub it over all over your face, then drink it. You'll be good to go. Or rub it on somebody else's face and then lick their face. I'm sure it's the same thing. I'm not a scientist, but I'm just throwing stuff out there. You never know. Just lick somebody's face if you pour whiskey on it first. (laughs) You're welcome (laughs) in advance. Now, if somebody gets pregnant after that, that's not my fault, okay? (laughs) Because, you know, that's how things start. One moment you're drinking whiskey. Next moment you're pouring it on somebody's face. Next moment, you're licking their face. Next thing you know, they're pregnant. Okay? It's it's science, guys. You're welcome. A vegan took a cow for a walk through Red Square in Moscow. 
No, that's not the beginning of a lame joke, although it sounds like it would be. There was a lady, a vegan, an American woman. She bought a calf named, get this, Dr. Cow. (laughs) If you're going to name a cow anything, it should be Dr. Cow. That's a, a beautiful name. She bought the calf so that it wouldn't be eaten. And then she said, I decided to take him to such a beautiful place and show him the country. That's what she told the TASS news agency. She said, I wanted to show Dr. Cal the red square, the vegan activist said in her defense. Yeah, in her defense. Why was, is this a, a problem? She was arrested for participating in an unsanctioned protest. She also allegedly resisted arrest. Classic. Classic vegan. Always putting up a fuss. Anyway, and she was fined 20,000 rubles, which converts to 285 U.S. dollars. That's it. (laughs) That's all she got. Now, if she stuck weed up the cow's ass, then she'd be in jail for like 10 years. But that didn't happen. Apparently, this lady is, is known for her protesting. She was in, oh, geez, I forgot where it was, like London or something like that. And she used to live with a, a pig, and she used to bathe with the pig, and it caused a fuss with a lot of people. Anyway, she's a weirdo. <laughs> she's weird, but that's okay. Listen, she's doing something nice. She bought the cow. She wasn't causing a problem. It's just like, whatever. She has a cow. She took it for a walk. Who who wouldn't do that? Man, that's that's just weird, but I get it. Whatever. Vegans, you're just a weird bunch, and that's okay. I get where she, her angle is, what her angle is with, you know, you don't want animals to be just really grown to be eaten. It's just kind of a fucked up thing when you think about it. But that's not going to prevent me from eating a cheeseburger because I love cheeseburgers. I love steak. I love a lot of things, chickens and all that other good stuff that's delicious with salt, pepper, a little bit of garlic grilled up on the on the backyard barbecue. Oh, oh. I'm hungry. Thanks, vegan, for getting me hungry. Yes. Good for her. Good for her. She's trying to be nice. But that being said, she was protesting, and there's laws against that in certain ways. But whatever. Good for her, I guess. Hey, we got more coming your way. Trust me. But first, the championship is here, and there's no better place to wager on the football title than with Superbook Sports. Superbook features the best menu of prop bets in business. Plus, check out their special odds boosts and promotions at Superbook.com. With over three decades of odds-making experience in Las Vegas, there's no better place to wager than Superbook Sports. So you could win some money as one lucky team takes it home and wins the championship. So download the Superbook Sports Colorado app today. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. It's funny because I, I, I'm ahead of the game for once when it comes to Valentine's Day. And it's like right around the corner. And I finally, I finally did it. I, I went ahead and I bought some stuff for my wife. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but um, she did give me a hint. So I took the hint and I was like, If I don't do it now, I'm going to forget about it. So this is just a friendly reminder to all of you men and women. 
get your significant other or uh, your significant other, excuse me, something before you forget or before it's too late. Okay, that's just a friendly reminder. I don't really have anything funny to say. I'm just saying, don't forget. Otherwise, you're going to get fucked and not in a good way. Okay, you're going to get in trouble, and they're going to bring it up to you constantly. What you don't? Uh, what do I don't mean anything to you? No, I, I forgot. I was busy. Oh, too busy for me, you son of a bitch. I'm just saying, don't say I didn't warn you, okay? It's right around the corner. Jesus. Speaking of uh, uh, bullshit holidays, <laughs> I'm in trouble for that one. Anyway, Groundhog Day is today as I record. A day when some old guy and a bunch of his friends gather around and they dress up like Mr. Monopoly, and they gather in a place called Gobbler's Knob. Sounds like something inappropriate. Maybe some hidden nighttime activities? I don't know. Anyway, they release an entrapped groundhog named Puxatani Phil into a fake stump, knock on the door with a stick, and say, get on out here, you little fuck. And then they grab the little beast, then they say whether or not he saw a shadow. They just make it up. They just make it up. And then they go, you're either in for six more weeks of winter, or if he doesn't see his alleged shadow, then it's like, we get an early spring. That little shit Puxatani Phil saw his fucking shadow. Now we got more, more bad weather ahead of us. So fuck you, Phil. Fuck you. Just kidding. <laughs> Somebody's like, wow, it got really he got really aggressive in that. Oh my gosh. I don't know if I can listen anymore. This is this is beyond me. <laughs> Here's the thing when it comes to Puxatani Phil. On average, Phil has gotten it right about 40% of the time. Actually, no, it's 40% of the time in the past 10 years. Okay? He's gotten it right four times in 10 years. That's not a good average. All they're doing is looking at the farmer's almanac and going, should we say it's six more weeks of winter or not? That's it. That's all they're doing. Big surprise. That's what they're doing. They've been doing this bullshit with Puxatani Phil and Goblin on his knob since 1887. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Such a dumb, dumb thing. And people tune in for it. They're like, did he see it or not? And then I've seriously, I have seen people I've maybe been that way myself, where they find out, did he see his shadow or did he not? He did see his shadow? Shit. They're all upset. Man, six more weeks of winter? God. Like it's a scientific fact that if Puxatani Phil, if if some old fuckers uh, say, uh, yeah, he, he, uh, uh, he saw his shadow. My wife just sent me a text and totally derailed me. Like, if some old fuckers say he saw it, like, it's an actual fact or not. It's not a real fact if, if if he sees it or not. It's just made up. It's just made up. And it's funny because I was talking about Gobbler's Knob, which is one of the funniest fucking names you could have for a place, a location. And I would like to visit Gobbler's Knob just for the opportunity to stand in front of a sign that says I'm in Gobbler's Knob and I could just be like biting my my fingers like, ee, ee, I can't wait. <laughs> also, you got so one of the funniest movies out there, by the way, is Groundhog Day. 
with Bill Murray. It's just, it's not downright outrageously funny, but it's just, it's funny and it's a good movie. Phil? Wait, is that his name? Phil? And then Ned Ryerson. Watch out for that first step. It's a doozy. Oh, it's funny. I love that movie. And then, so by the way, I, I mentioned something about, I said, uh, Puxatani Phil is an a-hole on Twitter. And then Reaper Cushions on Twitter wrote, stupid tree rat. <laughs> yes, he is a stupid tree rat. Oh, man. Oh, that's good stuff. And then somebody wrote, don't drive angry. <laughs> and then Brandon Cristal wrote, I blame Ned Ryerson. Oh, it's funny stuff. Oh, I hate Puxatani Phil. So dumb. Hey, things I hate. And I, listen, I don't like throwing around the word hate because it is a strong word. Somebody that annoys the fuck out of me. Tom Brady retired again. And yeah, good for him. He had a, an amazing career. No doubt was one of the top two best quarterbacks of all time between him and Peyton Manning. I'd want either one of them leading my team in, when, when it counts. And they were both great. And you could always count on them. Tom Brady had a better ending in a sense, in a sense, physically than and then Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning went out winning a Super Bowl, but it was statistically one of his worst seasons ever. And thankfully, he was an amazing leader, and that helped lead them to a championship. Anyway, Tom Brady, you can't knock on his abilities on the field. He was great, but he's just an annoying fuck. Okay. He eats his goddamn avocado toast and then rubs avocado water all over his body. And I don't know. He's a, he's a weird dude. Anyway, Brady has a 10 year, $375 million contract with Fox sports. He hasn't even called a game yet. Not one fucking game. He hasn't broadcasted a season, let alone a game. And they're offering him that money because they're offering him this because of his name. And what's crazy is they're going to give him the number one color analyst slot. That's a big deal in broadcasting. And you make a shit ton of money. Who's in that number one uh, spot right now on Fox Sports? It's Greg Olson. Greg Olson uh, alongside Kevin Burkhart. So now... Olsen is going to get the boot or he's going to get uh, jumped down, which comes with a, sig a significant pay de decrease, I believe. So Olsen could actually, due to his contract, could actually jump ship if he wants to, since he's not going to be in the number one spot. And he could just be on the move. It's kind of fucked up because I, listen, Olsen does a great job. There's a lot of color commentators out there that do a great job. But Brady hasn't cut his teeth yet in this realm. Yes, he's an amazing quarterback. But now you're going to throw that kind of money at him, and you're taking away from all these other guys that bust their ass. $375 million for a 10-year contract. It's a little ridiculous, and that's going to end up taking money away from other individuals, not necessarily the on-air talent, but people behind the scenes. Guys, we're going to have... Do not be surprised if you find out that a bunch of people lose their jobs at Fox Sports because they have to pay for fucking Tom Brady's contract. 
Tom Brady, who's already worth a lot of money. I don't like this one bit. Listen, he might knock it out of the park, but I think it's a little ridiculous that you throw that kind of money at somebody like that, especially when he hasn't done anything. Let him cut his teeth. Let him prove his worth. Do you want him to do good? Say, listen, Tom, this is your number one spot. You can try it. If you do well, we'll, we'll talk about your contract. And we'll get you more money. But you got to prove it. Because as of right now, Olsen, he's proved it. I, I just think it's ridiculous. And it, it kind of gives you a peek behind the scenes, in a, a quote unquote, behind the scenes when it comes to media. The radio industry, as well as the TV industry, TV industry shits away so much money for the on-air talent and they fuck everybody behind the scenes. Now, TV, there's a little bit more money involved, but with radio, it's a lot more lopsided. You got guys just here in the Denver area that are close to making a half a million dollars a year doing a three-hour show, some of them maybe uh, four hours, Four hours times five shows a week. That's shit. That is shit. They're not working hard. Listen, they got talent, yes. And ultimately, if somebody wanted to pay me that kind of money, I wouldn't bat an eye. I'd be like, absolutely, fuck it. So you know, I don't really blame them. I blame management for that shit. And what ends up happening is you have a... It's not balanced in a sensible way. I don't mind that the on-air talent makes more money than people behind the scenes. It's just when you start finding out how much people behind the scenes actually make, especially in radio, it's disgusting. The majority of the people that work in radio behind the scenes can't afford, even before Denver's housing market went in the shitter and it's ridiculous amount of money, even before that, the majority of people behind the scenes don't even make over $20,000 a year. A lot of the guys are making like between ten dollars to $15,000 a year. That's ridiculous. So they have to have multiple jobs. A lot of guys have to live with their parents still because they're pursuing a dream. And that's why I always told people when they were like, when we had interns at the radio station, I was just like, listen, it's great to be here in Denver. I get it. You grew up here, but you need to look elsewhere and you're going to have to grind a lot. You're going to have multiple jobs. Don't think that you're just going to go in there, start making a million dollars. Cause listen, it's possible that you can make a good amount of money in media, but most likely it's not going to happen and it's not going to happen quickly. The only way that you end up making a lot of money is if you came from an industry where you were already making a lot of money, i.e. sports. If you are a former professional athlete, you will get money thrown at you. It makes no sense, but it I guess it does make sense. It makes sense because you have insight that the average person doesn't have. So I get that. But it's it's annoying because... I remember when I worked with Scott and Al, Scott Hastings and Alfred Williams, at one point, like Alfred went and he's just like, the Huff is hardly making a living and he's doing all this work. 
what if what if you pay what if you took some of my money and gave it to him and they're like no you can do that on your own but no you're not going to you you're not going to do that it's ridiculous but that's the way the industries are is they're going to throw 375 million dollars for a 10 year contract on a name in hopes that it works out and they'll ride that that name for as long as they can in hopes that, that, that they can mold him. And I'm, I'm guessing Tom Brady, as long as he's interested in that gig, he will do well and he will become great. But I don't think that it's smart for them to throw that kind of money at somebody that hasn't cut their teeth yet. I don't know if this is making sense, but it is it is frustrating. I understand it. I get the, I get the industry. I get how you want to pay for the name because if you don't pay for the name, somebody else is going to pay for the name and people tend to initially tune in for the name. Why do you think the the radio station here in Denver bought, always tries to hire former Denver Broncos? Because that's names. You want to uh, uh, pay for a name because that stands out. Like It's not only you remember them for being on the on the air, but you also remember them from their playing days. So it's just, it helps with ratings and everything is about ratings and that helps generate sales and, and that generates profits, all that stuff. But the problem is, is it, it doesn't trickle down as well as you would think it would to the people behind the scenes. And that's, that's a sad thing. I remember when Bonneville took over for Lincoln Financial, when I worked at the radio station, they they asked me, along with everybody else, that are like, what do you think is something that could be fixed around here? I said, the lopsidedness of pay. I understand that talent brings the ratings, and, and they deserve to get paid a decent amount. But the thing is, is you're putting so much money over there that you're not getting quality people to stay behind the scenes. You might get somebody that's good, but eventually what's going to happen is they're going to weigh the pros and cons of being there and realize it's not worth being here when I get paid like shit. So I'm going to move on. You get what you pay for. You might luck out and get somebody good at first, but eventually they will move on if you're not taking care of them. And that's what happens. You get somebody good that walks in the door, you don't pay them, they're going to be like, yeah, why would I do that? Why would I stay? It's not worth the hassle. So the Tom Brady thing, while I imagine he eventually will be good at that gig, as long as he stays with it, it rubs me the wrong way because I understand that that's just taking away from other people. Is he really worth $375 million for a 10-year contract? I don't think he is. Not yet. So that... that that bugs the shit out of me. I'm a little bitter on that, okay? Because the majority, actually the entirety of my career in broadcasting is basically you get bent over a barrel and the the big wigs take advantage of you. And they want to do anything and everything they can to squeeze you and make sure that you don't take away from their bottom line. Like, I want you to do a million jobs, but I don't want you to get paid for it, essentially. Eh, okay. So that's 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 a hard thing for me. It, it, it bugs me. Meanwhile, you got talent bitching and complaining about staying an extra five minutes at times. And 
you know, showing up late for shows and stuff like that. And they're not even taking it seriously and they're half-assing it. They're not even doing research for their show, stuff like that. That's, that's what's frustrating to me. That, that bugs the shit out of me, but that's the industry, I guess. And it's something that I just got to swallow my pride and deal with. And it's just like, whatever. Because like I said, I'm a hypocrite when it comes to that because if somebody came up to me from a, a radio station or a TV station and they say, we want to take your podcast and put it on our network and you can say whatever number and it's yours, okay? We want to make you the next, you know, uh, Joe Rogan, which you can't stand next to Joe Rogan because he's amazing. But you, you see what I'm saying. They're like, we want to make you exclusive on this network, like uh, Amazon Prime or whatever. They're like, okay, you know, for $5 million a year, I'll do it. And they're like, okay. And so then I'm a hypocrite. And I get it. If somebody wants to throw money at you for the job you do, and it's going to be an ungodly amount, yeah, you're going to be like, okay, fuck it. Because you don't know if that opportunity is going to disappear. They're just going to go on to the next person to give it to the next person, and they're going to say, yeah. So I get it. Tom Brady, it's like, why not? If he if he's interested in doing the gig, I can't blame Tom. I blame the higher-ups, though, and that's, that's what's frustrating. But again, I would do it, too. I would do it, too. Now, that being said, when it and hopefully he, he does this, the guys that do the broadcast for TV – they don't work three to four hours a day and hardly put in any time. Those guys put in a shit ton of work. When I used to work with Schlereth, Mark Schlereth of Fox Sports, and seeing how much prep, him and Joel Klatt, guys like that, they are constantly studying film. They're constantly reading. They're constantly going over stats. They're constantly at practices. They're constantly talking to coaches on and off the record, they are constantly working. And it, it to the point where it's just like, it, it's a little ridiculous. So I get it. Those people, individuals work hard when it comes to those type of broadcasts. Not radio. <laughs> not, not radio. The only person I could say in talk radio that I know that busts his ass, in, at least in the Colorado area, and love him or hate him is DMAC. Because DMAC's constantly doing shit. DMAC's constantly at games. Constantly doing whatever he can in the digital world. Constantly on the air. And like if if you had a show, let's say the morning show said, hey, we need to get DMAC on to talk about this. You could text him and he'd be like, absolutely, I'll come on right now. He would make time for it. That's what he does. Some people hate his guts. Some people don't. But that's what you got to respect with him is just like he's just he's all about it. He's embracing it. If anybody I know in radio works 40 plus hours and they're an on-air talent, it's him. It's him. He's always at the Broncos facility. If he's not there, he's maybe at the Nuggets or Avs and Rockies when they're in season, all this stuff. He's always doing something. So there are exceptions to my complaints. But there's way too many that don't do that. And don't get me started on music. 
music radio. Holy shit. Forgot you're still there. My God. Anyway, I'm a little bitchy when it comes to that stuff. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you have a great day. Make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Thanks so much to Superbook Sports Colorado, Blake Street Tavern at 23rd and Blake in downtown. You guys knock it out of the park every day. And thank you so much to Total Beverage in Westminster and Thornton. It's to Huff Uncensored. Thank you guys so much. Really appreciate you. FYI, keep a lookout for Mile High Life when I do the the Hot Ones Challenge with Kip Wilson. Also, looks like next week I'm going to try to make my way out to the curling championships in Denver. That's going to be fun. And hopefully I can get a credential to go out there. Kip and I are looking to go out there and do some coverage of that. That'll be fun. And it'll be interesting to actually see what goes into a curling championship. I've seen it on TV plenty of times, but to actually see it in person, I, I, I am just, I am very excited to see that. So fingers crossed that that goes through. So if you're in that realm, let me know. DeHuffOnCensored at gmail.com. Kip and I are looking to go out there. I already sent in a request for a credential, but if anybody can expedite that, that would be fantastic. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. I truly appreciate each and every one of you. Have an amazing day. Try to smile. Remember, fuck Puxatani Phil. And (laughs) let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.